Hi, I'm Alul. Sup, I'm Boo. Yeah, I'm Alul. This is the voice of Canberra youth. And this is the voice of Multicultural Youth. The show about multiculturalism, diversity, sharing experiences, and achieving goals. Stay tuned for our wonderful interviews and good music for you to enjoy. You are listening to the Multicultural Youth Program on 2XFM. Live Thursday, 6 till 7 p.m. Hi guys, welcome to 98.3. You're listening to the Multicultural Youth Program on 98.3 2XX. Um, this is the Multicultural Youth Program. Um, today we're interviewing Anna, is it? Jana. Jana, sorry for that. Um, would you like to briefly introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Jana Stonehue and um, I teach Filipino dance in the Philippine Cultural Society and I'm involved in the youth multicultural community. And I'm really pleased to be here today. Uh, thanks for coming in. Um, so you're from Pilipino, or is it just part of your culture? Uh, my mom's from the Philippines. My dad's from Australia, so I was born here in Canberra. Yep. So what is like? What kind of dance do you teach? The well, um, we teach a whole variety. We've got tribal dances, yeah. we've got folk dances, and social dances. So. Um, in the Philippines, our, our dancers have influences from from the Spanish, awesome. um, and influences from the Muslim, and influences from from the tribal, and so we teach all sorts of dances. Okay, so, um, so your what like what kind of things do you do in life right now? Uh, well, currently I work in international education at at the Department of Education, Employment and Workplace Relations. It's a bit of a long name. Um, and we look after policy um, for legislation that protects the interests of international students that come to Australia to study. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's really interesting and, and it's a great area to work when you are interested in international relations, which, I, which I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, f- back to the dancing, um, is it all... Like around Australia, or is it just in Canberra? Well, we're based in Canberra, yeah. but we have um, toured around. We've done uh, performances in Sydney, um, Wagga Wagga, Nowra, Young. I think we've gone to the coast. So mainly New South Wales. We, but there are Filipino groups all around Australia that do the same type of thing. Yeah. So, like, I hear that you do on, like, the Filipino Independence Day. Yeah, so every June, um, June 12th is our Philippine Independence Day. And um, the Philippine Cultural Society puts on a function um, to celebrate. And the way we celebrate is through a beauty pageant, which is uh, very popular in the Philippines. And uh, we host a Miss Teen beauty pageant, um, which includes, you know, the swimsuit, the evening dress, a question and answer segment. But in between those segments, then we have the Philippine dancers to give the girls time to change. And we have entertaining MCs who uh, provide some, some laughs and raffles and dinner and disco dancing. So it's a night of all different things, for all different people. Um, does it last for one day or is it, it uh, it's within just months? during the evening? So it starts at six and ends at midnight. All right. Sorry, with, with the Filipino dancers, what, what's a typical Filipino dance? What, what would it look like? Well, um, one of our most famous dances is called the Tinikling, and it involves um, two long bamboo poles <laughs> and dancers who jump in between the bamboo poles and, and try not to get their ankles caught. So you have um, clappers at each side 
yeah. and they try they try to catch the dancers and the dancers hop in and out without getting caught and it it's really interesting because it starts off slow and it ends really fast so the tempo changes and the the moves that the dancers do change Oh, okay. So, sorry. And, and what does it take to be a good Filipino dancer? Uh, all it takes is confidence and a good smile. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's open to anyone. We we have dancers from the age of three. We have our little three-year-olds just standing up there dancing and smiling. Uh, teenagers, adults, twenties, thirties, forties, and also our senior citizens are very very keen to dance. And so we have a few of them always dancing. Um, what is the Filipino culture like? And is it different to Australia? Um, y- yes and no. Um, I guess the Filipinos here have assimilated to Australia. But, um, you know, they have their own language. Tagalog yeah. is the national language. And then um, the Philippines also has a lot of different dialects, um, different food. Um, uh, they have their religions. They have their... Um, social um, favourite things like singing karaoke and and dancing. Um, They like to socialise a lot. Uh, They eat a lot and they like to be in each other's houses all the time. (laughs) Um, So, anybody going to ask some questions? Yeah, I I was just interested to hear a bit more about the um, dance stuff that you do around town. Uh, well, my mum is the co-founder of the Philippine Cultural Society and um, the, the PCS, which we call it, has been around for 25 years. This is our 25th year. And um, from that experience, um, my mum has built up uh, relationships and, and a reputation and we get invited to events all around town. Um, for example, we've performed at the Parliament House and... Um, it's events like that when you realise living in a city like Canberra is really a great place to promote multiculturalism um, uh, because if we were in another city, we probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to go to that um, event. We've also performed at the Governor-General's house um, and then wonderful Canberra events such as the Multicultural Festival, which which is one of the best <laughs> festivals around and, and the best time in Canberra. Um, we always perform there. Floriard is also one of the favourites, and Australia Day, Canberra Day. And then they're the big events, but we also um, accept invitations from nursing homes. Um, they always ask for some performances, uh, shopping malls we've danced in, um, and just other random school fates and things like that. So we got a pretty busy schedule. We're always dancing. How did you get involved in that to begin with? Well, I guess you could say I didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> um, I've been involved in, in dancing since I was three and four, three or four. Um, I was involved in parades and, and doing little um, basic dances. Um, but because I enjoyed it, I continued on. And when I was about 13 or 14, I started to teach myself um, the dancers that my mum was teaching and then I've been teaching, assisting her to teach um, ever since. So, yeah, it's been fun. Um, what does diversity mean to you? Um, it's, a tr- it's a tough question. <laughs> I guess when I think of diversity, I, I, I think about 
different cultures and t- traditions coming together, being accepted and then being promoted in different environments like schools and workplaces um, and that it it shares new or different skills and different point of views and, and in the end it, it makes our society stronger. I guess that's how I see it. Um, do you think diversity is good in Australia? I do. Um, Australia has been wonderful to the Philippine Australian community. Very welcoming, very complimenting, um, a great place to share. Um, what are the good things about multiculturalism? Well, um, you learn new things, you taste new food, uh, you have more places to travel to, you learn about. Um, I think it can create new opportunities and open doors that maybe wouldn't have been there before if you weren't exposed to a different culture or a different background. Um, Do you think there are any, like, downsides to diversity? Uh, Well, I I think there can be misunderstandings and miscommunications that sometimes end in bad situations. Um, and, and also for things like the law, which is fundamental, um, there can be some conflicts there, but I think we're all working together pretty well. Um, do members of the community get very involved in what you in, in the Fili- Philippine-Australian community or yep. just in the general community? Both. Both. Um, the Philippine-Australian community are very involved. They help with decorations, they help with selling tickets, they help with dancing, um, they help with eating. Um, the Filipino-Australian community love to have events, so they're the drivers for us creating gatherings and events. Um, the Australian community is also, or more in particular the Canberra community, is very um, uh, welcoming, very helpful, um, always inviting all ethnic groups, not just the Philippine group, to, to events that they hold. Um, there's a plethora of things going on and unfortunately we have to say no to a lot of things because we just can't <laughs> fit it into our schedules. But, um, yeah, there's lots of opportunity to share. So, um, can, Do you go, like, around Australia doing all your dances? Oh, I think, I think my mum would love that, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit expensive, and and um, doing this kind of work is a not-for-profit um, mm. organization, and we just do it for the love of it. And there isn't a lot of money in that, which is fine. Mm, that's cool. Um, do you think there are any ways Australia can be more open to multiculturalism? Ah, I think <laughs> I think there are always ways. I guess. Just simple things like, you know, have a chat to your neighbour who might be from a different ethnic background or have cooking lessons from a friend that you went to school with who came from another country. Um, I think we can all do these things all the time and and that can help um, educate people. We'll learn things from these people and then we'll share what we've learnt with the next person we talk to. And I think that's really simple but something we all sometimes might forget to do or not take advantage of, and we can. Um, do you think much, like, diversity is helping Australia to grow? Yes, absolutely. It creates so much opportunity. It gives Australians um, a foot in the door in, in places outside this country. Um, it opens our minds. It gives us um, a more uh, grounding in life. I think it's 
a good thing. Uh, um, so, Jenna, um, can, can you tell us a bit about your background? Like, what, when did you move to Australia? Uh, well, I was born in Canberra, um, and I lived in Canberra until I was 16. Yep. And then my dad got a posting to Washington, D.C. in America, um, and we lived there for a few years. <laughs> and then, um, then we came back to Canberra. Um, so what kind of, like... What kind did you ever go back to Philippines? Uh, I've been there three times for holiday with my mum and the family. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going there uh, in January to visit my family. My Lola turns 18. Yeah. And, uh, Lola is grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a big, big birthday to celebrate. And so we're, go- we're going back, big family trip to, to visit. And that'll be nice. I haven't seen them in the Philippines for over 10 years, so... Oh. It'd be nice to go. What, what do you enjoy doing when you go back to the Philippines? I love doing the karaoke and the <laughs> dancing, um, but not everybody enjoys that. Dad, Dad doesn't enjoy the karaoke so much, um, but I just love meeting my cousins and seeing their life there, and and they they really adore us here because because we live in Australia. They just want to know what our life is like. They just want to hear stories, compliment us see what we're wearing it's really really interesting and they're all sweet and they're always laughing and they're always having a good time and even though life is a bit harder over there you wouldn't know it because they're just really happy people um can you still speak both of your languages no unfortunately i can't i can understand a little bit when mum speaks to me and gives me instructions or scolds me for something i've done wrong but um no i never learned to to speak um, Tagalog or Visayan, which is my mum's dialect. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, I'd just be interested, you mentioned you lived in the US for a little while. Do you notice any any sort of aspects of multiculturalism over there from your time there? Yeah, it was quite a shock, actually. Um, different to Australia, it was the... Um, like high schools over there have a lot more students in them, and so you would see the ethnic backgrounds in bulk which I wasn't used to here in Canberra. Yeah. But um, be, going from Canberra and then going to Washington, D.C., it was the same kind of experience given it was the capital of America. And so because it has the diplomatic community with the embassies, they were really encouraging for events. And my mum quickly found a group and started teaching dancing and um, started being invited to events and, um, and doing the same thing that we did here. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't join in so much because it didn't suit with my school schedule as well mm. as it did, does back here in Canberra. But, um, yeah, it was really easy to, to find a group and, and do the same thing. Um, I think mum misses the shopping over there, <laughs> but um, I think she is glad to be home in, in our Canberra multicultural community. Um, how is technology in Philippines? Well... The Filipinos are obsessed with text messages. <laughs> they love texting. <laughs> uh, so they all have cell phones um, and they're all on Facebook or Friendstar or Twitter. Um, even my mum has a Facebook account and, and sometimes she's updating it more often than I am and making comments. And um, I think it it's just a great way. You know, Filipinos love to socialise and it's just another way for them to socialise and they love it. They've embraced it and they're obsessed with it. <laughs> It's good. It's a good way for 
for me and my sister to keep in touch with our cousins, mm. see the photos, and for them to see our photos as well. It's really great. Um, and what kind of, like, um, is there, like, the smell and, the, like, is everything different or is it the same as... Well, it depends where you go. In the, the big cities, like Manila, which is the capital, um, yeah. it's like a big city, you know, you've got the pollution, you've got skyscrapers, <laughs> cars everywhere, traffic everywhere, so it's no different. Um, but when you go out to the village, like, my mum's from Alibihi and it, it's a small town... Um, you know, you get the small houses, some the, the dirt roads, some of them. Um, and one time when we were there, we used to have to flush the toilet with a bucket of water, you know. But you know, over time, it, um, those things are being fixed. Air conditioning's installed in my mum's house back there. And um, it's been a long time since I've been there, so I'm sorry I can't remember the smell. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you when I come back in January. <laughs> um, well... You, you were mentioning off air there's a lot of sort of events around Canberra and there's sort of one coming up in particular. Yeah, so the Philippine Embassy here in Canberra every year hosts um, a Christmas event on the grounds of the Philippine Embassy. It's called Pasco sa Canberra and it's the first Sunday of December, which I believe is the fifth this year, but don't quote me because I don't have a calendar in front of me. Um, and the embassy opens the grounds up to the public and they have food stalls. Um, people come from all over the country, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, to set up stalls selling all different products. Halo Halo, which is an ice coconut dessert, um, you know, spring rolls, fried rice, or everything, you know, adobo, chicken adobo. And um, we also have a stage set up and performances all day long. So the Philippine Cultural Society, for example, will perform. But other Philippine groups in Canberra also are part of this event, so the PAA and ACFA and um, a few others. And we all contribute um, a few dances, a few songs, a few games. Um, it's a community event hosted by the Philippine Embassy. And so I'm sending the invitation to all of you out there listening more than welcome to come. First Sunday in December. Um, what kind of food do you particularly eat of Filipinos? Uh, rice. <laughs> I don't think they can survive without rice. Uh, we eat a lot of rice. Uh, chicken adobo is one of my favourites. It's a favourite dish. But then just a lot of stir fries, spring rolls, you know, all, all those good, good Asian hearty, healthy fried food. <laughs> Is that like traditional food? Yeah, yeah. Can you tell us about what your mum does? Uh, yeah, so my mum's the president of the Philippine Culture Society and um, she co-founded it with John Simmons, who, who previously was the president. Um, and the PCS has been around for 25 years. It's our 25th Ooh. year. And basically my mum started it to create uh, a group where we could promote and, and educate the children of Philippine-Australian families the culture of the Philippines so it wouldn't, wouldn't be lost um, and, and give them a choice to learn about their heritage. Um, it also, she also created it to have opportunities to have more gatherings and more events to socialise more. Um, it's important for Filipinos to socialise with fellow countrymen, whether they've been in Australia for 20, 30, 40 years or they've just moved to the country. They really um, find it 
um, important to their culture to bond. And um, that was another main reason why mum started it. Um, is it like another education style, like after school thing? No, no. It's always on the weekends oh. and it's always through some sort of social event. So a barbecue at this park for a picnic mm-hmm. or um, a dance rehearsal at this um, studio. Sometimes we've rehearsed here at the Griffin Centre mm-hmm. um, and then people bring potluck lunch. Um, we might have a potluck for Mother's Day and everyone brings food and then mum will teach dancing then. Um, so it's always in people's free time and it's never been compulsory. It's always up to the kids and the parents and who want to join. Um, and we have quite a few members, you know, between um, 30 to 50 at one time participating in an event. So So is it is it around Canberra or is it from for every kid's uh, around? Oh, well, the everyone's welcome, but I guess... The distance limits <laughs> um, their participation, uh, mainly around Canberra. And because we live in the north side, we tend to have a lot of the Philippine Australians in Canberra who live north Canberra. But, you know, that's just a convenience thing more than anything. Is it a volunteering thing? Or... Is it a what, sorry? A volunteering thing or is it... Yes, some... yes. And my mum's volunteered her time um, this whole time. So, um... yeah. So the community's been around for 25 years. Has there been many changes in those 25 years? Yes, there have been quite a few changes. Um, changes in people's energy to to uh, participate in events. Changes in the people in the group. You know, as kids grow from being five-year-old to a teenager and become young, young, young adults, um, the families move on and do different things. And then we get new families, you know, the, from five again um, coming through. And that's I think that's really cool. As a kid in a Philippine-Australian family, I always had the choice. Now I chose to stay with it and I'm still... I'm 28 and I'm still really involved with the, the community and the Philippine-Australian community. Um, but it, most kids that come through, they get that experience, they, they have that um, enrichment of learning their heritage and then they can choose to do other things. And nobody holds it against them and it's really cool i think it's a great thing for kids to go through i mean is all your family here in australia yeah um my immediate family so my mum and dad are still here in canberra and my sister is studying here in canberra and And did you study in canberra yeah i did i uh i did a bachelor of arts and i majored in international relations at the anu um, and actually part of the reason i chose that degree was because of my experience in the um international community in Canberra, I I got really interested in, in international relations. And um, through my own teaching experience, I developed a really strong passion for education. And so I always knew I wanted to work in an area like international education, where it mixes both of my passions. Mm. So for me, um, my upbringing with Philippine Culture Society and youth multiculturalism has directly influenced my decisions and my career. But, um, you know, that doesn't always happen for everyone. But I think experiences like this will influence you some way or, or another. Mine has, has just been really direct and very obvious. Um, so, and the question. Uh, um, thanks, Jenna, for coming in. That was a great interview. Thanks Hopefully for having me. all the people that are listening out there got something out of it, which I did... Um, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, with Jenna and all that. Um, next time, tune in on 
Thursday, 6 o'clock. Yeah, uh, Manuel and Manuel will be here, hopefully. Um, yeah, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, the next show is Macedonian, uh, hosted by Kiri. Kiri. <laughs> Finally got it right.